Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world. Welcome to the Lit Poetry Podcast, Season 2. In today's episode, we'll be listening to a modern reinterpretation of a rather old poem entitled A Cry of the Sydney Poor by Henry Lawson. The music for this poetic track was written by Australian musician Don Stewart and produced in Warnable, Australia by Unmuzzled Music. This powerful poem is the first track of the soon-to-be-released album entitled a hope for something better, an album in which all the tracks have been based upon and inspired by the writings of 19th century Australian bush poet Henry Lawson. So let's take a listen to the poem, shall we, before returning with a brief biographical discussion of the poet himself. This will then be followed by a live interview with the creator of this wonderful new track of Henry Lawson's work, Don Stewart. May I give you a Cry of the Sydney Poor, recited by Peter Chapman and Claire Patty.
Lawrence, grip your weapons firmer. Grip them firmly by the helves. For the poor begin to murmur loudly now among themselves. Hear us dare to say that heaven gave us equal rights with you. Dare to say the world was given unto all and not the few. Welcome back to the podcast. Henry Lawson is one of Australia's most famous and beloved writers of poetry and short stories, particularly for his vivid tales about the Australian bush. He is part of the Bush Ballad School of Poetry. Lawson was born on June 17, 1867 in Grenfell, New South Wales. His father worked as a gold prospector, while his mother was a feminist and social radical. As a young boy, Lawson developed an illness that led to a hearing deficiency, which later became near-deafness. This descent into deafness was one of the most important catalysts in him turning to writing. In between trying his hand at many kinds of work, Lawson started writing poems and publishing them in the Sydney Press. He also took up editing The Republican, a weekly radical paper his mother published. In 1891, he became a reporter for the Boomerang, 
a radical left-leaning paper in Brisbane, and later he was politically affiliated with The Bulletin, a Sydney-based newspaper that was highly influential in Australian life. Throughout much of his life, Lawson struggled with alcoholism and a nomadic lifestyle filled with experiences of poverty and hardship. Yet in 1896, he married. That marriage, however, soon became strained over his drinking and reckless spending. Lawson entered rehab in an attempt to recover, only to fail. His wife collapsed from the strain of their relationship. While married, Lawson tried to commit suicide, and the following year his wife procured a judicial separation from him. Lawson continued to write in the later stages of his life, but never again reached the creative heights of his earliest works. His life was difficult, and at times he was homeless, a beggar, suffered from mental illness, and was jailed for not paying child support. In September of 1922, he died of a cerebral hemorrhage. So welcome back to the Lit Poetry Podcast and welcome in the studio to Don Stewart. Thanks for joining us, Don. No worries, James. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. So Don, I just want to start by asking you to tell us a little bit and our audience a little bit about yourself, your work as a musician and this new album you've been working on based on the writings of Henry Lawson. Yeah, so um, I've been a musician a long time, about 30 or so years Probably in a semi-pro capacity is the way I describe myself. So, never been uh, fully dependent on music, but I've certainly launched myself into it as a, you know, a pretty serious part of my life. I played uh, in a band. I'm still in a band called Dalriata, which uh, is a sort of folk band um, that does. We do a lot of original music, Celtic sort of music, songs, and that's what got me interested in Celtic music I guess and this Henry Lawson album began life about 10 years ago really as a uh, it was just going to be an instrumental album of Celtic music and uh, I embarked on that setting you know a bunch of uh, tunes that I'd um, learnt from people I know actually who were writing music in Australia uh, Celtic music and I thought that you know was good music so it was worthy of uh, recording and and arranging and um, putting an album out but I got through the uh, you know a bit into the process and I uh, sort of thought you know the audience for this sort of album is pretty limited um, and I'd like to do something that had a little bit of a more broader reach so I sort of changed tack at that point and started to think about how I could use some of the music I'd developed that was um, accompanying these Celtic tunes and maybe turn them into songs. And then uh, as I was thinking about that through some discussions, maybe with you even, I can't quite remember, with you or with uh, Peter Chapman who performs on the album and is a, you know, an officiando of uh, Henry Lawson, I um, decided it might be worth trying to set some of the Henry Lawson poems to music. 
And it was also influenced by the other project that you and I have been part of, which was Taste of Apple, because that was my first experience of doing music for spoken word. And I really enjoyed that experience. So I knew I liked, you know, embarking on that idea of um, music and spoken word or you know, supporting poetry or presenting poetry through music. So, so that's when I changed tack and started on the Henry Lawson uh, album. Cracked on. Um, I'm very privileged because I've heard the entire album and the tracks are various and very interesting. They take us on quite different emotional journeys um, and there's lots of different textures and moods that they create. The one we've, of course, listened to today on the podcast and then I had a chance to make into a, a music video was A Cry of the Sydney Poor. That's actually the lead track of this album, I Hope for Something Better. And you know, what is it about that track that inspired you? Talk us through the whole creative process involved in with that track that we've featured today. Our song for the Sydney Poor was a poem I read um, a little bit into the process of um, looking at the Henry Lawson poems. And it was around about the time that uh, Donald Trump got elected in the US and he made his statement about building the wall between Mexico and the US to keep um, you know, Central American migrants out of the US and uh, so I read this poem and the second stanza of the poem goes long the rich have been protected by the walls that can't endure by the walls that they erected to divide them from the poor crumbling now they should not trust them for their end is drawing near walls of cant walls of custom walls of ignorance and fear and um, I just thought wow that's got a bit of resonance for this moment in our history and um, and so that poem sort of to me had to be a part of uh, part of the collection that I was going to put together. Interestingly, I'd been struggling with the music. There's a tune called "Flogging the Riff" that a guy named Murray Blair wrote, and it's in a really weird timing. It's in like seven eight timing, and I'd tried it. And before this point, I'd tried a number of poems, um, Henry Lawson poems, to go with that musical piece, and none of them seemed to be working. And then I got this poem and suddenly that sort of uh, the whole thing came alive for me. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it, was, it wasn't even Yeah, and I, and I think particularly point. people will notice and appreciate <clears throat> the voice and the passion that it's, it's read with, with that timing. Can mm. you tell us a little bit about the, I mean, you've got two voices going on. You've got lyrics sung and this really strong male voice coming through the mix and then it's, it becomes quite playful between those two voices at one point just tell us a little bit about those yeah so I, I had the um i had the sung vocal first um claire patty uh did that for me and i'd recorded that you know not long after sort of deciding on this poem and that, that was the direction this piece was going to go in and um initially she sang the whole thing um which was beautiful but in a way a bit too beautiful so mm. it felt like it needed more, a bit more punch or a bit more uh, anger, a bit more, uh, um, you know, dismay at the injustice, all those sort of things mm. needed to be portrayed a little bit more heavily, I thought. Yeah, I think that deep voice is really gravelly and sort of reaches out of the gutter and just grabs yeah. you by the neck. But, yeah. that, but it's very important to have that other voice, I think, contrasting with it that's actually pointing to something, a hope, yeah, that's there. So it's not just this attack on privileged rich. There's also this 
silver lining, I, I suppose. Yeah, well, the, the, the what I made into the chorus, um, you know, we are marching on and on to the silver streak of dawn is a hopeful you know, part of the that keeps reoccurring. So, yeah, that, that hopeful theme, you know, the hope for something better, which is the album name, was um, really... Mm. I wanted that to be a strong point in the piece as well. Mm. So, uh, yes, that clears... Um, voice really you know helps you sort of you know lift out of the <laughs> mm, yeah absolutely sort of mire of, um you know. so for the for the audience's um background information uh i talked to don about doing a track for him turning it into a, a video and i instantly gravitated to this particular one because i thought it was so uh, visually strong um and if you've seen the the video it goes along with this podcast it really has that contrast between the wealth and the privilege and the beauty of Sydney um, and then, you know, homelessness on the streets. Mm. Um, and so the music, the images, it all fuses together, the two voices sort of playing out. It's a, it's a really intoxicating um, piece, I think. Mm. done really yeah. well with it. Oh, thank you, James, for your <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure. assistance in that too. Yeah, the video's great. So, Don, I did do another video for you that we featured on Lit Poetry, and I, I suppose I just want to stop here because we're going to transition into that and we're going to play it for our audience soon. Um, it's another track from the album, and this one we decided, and with consultation to you, to sort of pick up on an image of um, asylum seekers coming to Australia and trying to modernise this very old, um, histor- historically important poem by Henry Lawson. That track is called Freedom on the Wallaby. So we'll have a listen to that and then we'll come back in a second and uh, talk to Don about that particular track. Freedom couldn't stand it. 
West wasn't clearing, they wasn't crowded much with lords when they was pioneering. But now that we have made the land a garden full of promise, old greed must cook his dirty hand and come to take it from us. So we must fly a rebel flag as others did before us. And we must sing a rebel song and join in rebel chorus. We'll make the tyrants feel the sting of those that they would throttle. They never say the fault is ours, the blood should stay the waddle. So we're in the Lit Poetry studio with Don Stewart. So Don, can you give us any insights into this second track that we've just listened to, Freedom on the Wallaby? Yeah, so um, this was actually the first piece that I, um, first Henry Lawson poem I put to music. And it, for some reason, even though in a lot of the imagery is very uh, sort of dated and old world Australia, there was something about this poem that still felt quite contemporary to me for some reason um i couldn't put my finger on it but then when you know i'd sort of gone through the whole process you sort of helped me i think in that a lot actually because um there were two ideas that you had about this poem that um i think really made it feel more contemporary and more relevant um one was um getting a, um, a woman's voice to um to present the poem i think that was good idea I'm, I'm hoping people hear it and think that too um, because it sort of takes it out of that sort of old male you know um, world that was you know, pretty yeah which of, is a stereotype yeah. and a trope that we're yeah. very used to and yeah. and yeah to make it contemporary I think we yeah it was important that we change the voice yeah mm. and then the other thing was your present you know your idea for the the video to connect it with um Asylum seekers and refugees, which you know, you know, is a sort of a passion of uh, uh, Catherine and mine. And um, so, I hadn't really thought of that, you know, as I was doing the poem. But it seemed just to be, you know, really obvious after you sort of made the connection for me. Yeah, so, well, I think the connection yeah. there was clearly that there's quite a bit of the poem that talks about um, that people. Who the Europeans that came to Australia were, you know, often forced there uh, under convict conditions, and you know they they, they came as aliens to, to, to this this country. They are aliens, and then today we we still have you know aliens seeking refuge in yeah. our country. So it's it's a consistent thing that continues, and people forget mm. their heritage, their every all the the wealth and you know well-being that we have actually comes from a similar experience yeah um, and it sort of makes logical sense to connect the two i think mm. yeah and it's sort of interesting to reflect on um the fact that you know that england's english sort of class system in a lot of ways sort of got translated to colonial australia mm. and we're probably still you know suffering some of the effects of that absolutely so, i think yeah. the work is still to be done yeah. for sure mm. 
Yeah, that's great. So, Don, we might wrap up and just um, maybe with a few thoughts. So, what can we expect of some of the other tracks? So, if a person was wanting to purchase um, this particular album and support your work, which I think would be absolutely wonderful. Yep. um, So, what would they expect to experience if they would purchase that album? Yeah, I was thinking about uh, how to sort of describe, I was actually asked to describe the album in, you know, uh, sort of a paragraph or a few sentences um, the other day and the person asking me said, you know, what are the themes? And um, I think for me there's three distinct themes in the album. Um, the first one we've explored a bit in these two tracks, which is the theme of um, justice and um, freedom and uh, equality and, um, you know, oppression, that, those sort of themes. And then um, there's a second theme which I th- is more personal for me, but I imagine was for Henry Lawson as well, and that's the theme of sort of redemption and how do we, you know, how do our lives find meaning or do they have meaning, that sort of question. Um, and that comes through in a few of the poems. And then the last theme is, um, and this is only features on two tracks really, is the theme of uh, the celebration or the joy of the simple and the you know the beautiful, just nature, bush, you know, humour. Um, yeah, so that they're the um, they're the themes that I think are covered, and um, you'll within those you'll. Um, hear like so you'll hear those themes in the poems and hopefully you will hear the music that um, crosses quite a few genres really and styles that supports those themes so I've sort of got you know I've got folky stuff I've got some sort of hip hop even some got young guy doing some rapping on the tracks yeah so people um, should be aware that there's a lot of different voices that come through there's yeah, a, uh, yeah. a Scottish voice that is, and it's and it's beautiful like it, you get such a texture it's like a, a tapestry of um, what a wonder <laughs> that you get to experience uh, I can't recommend it more so Don maybe we'll finish can you uh, tell us where we can pick this particular album up yeah so um, it's going to be available online I have made a limited run of CDs um, the best way to uh get the album is to go to a website donstuart.hearnow.com and there you can be directed to all the different platforms that you can get it off it'll be on iTunes and Spotify and Amazon and all the normal things yeah. and um, here now is as in here as in h-e-a-r-h-e-a-r-n-o-w-now.com and uh, Don Stewart dot and Don Stewart is no space it's just donstuart.hearnow.com Excellent. And I'll leave some details in the comments below. That, that'd for you be great. Be able to that would be free. Click on the link and get there. Yes. Well, thanks, Don, again. Um, and I really hope it's very successful for you. Yeah, thanks, James, and thanks for all your support and all your work. No worries. Done in helping me with this. See you later. Good on you. So I want to leave you all with a few thoughts about Lawson's poetry and the tracks we've listened to. The great thing about art such as poetry is that each new generation can reinterpret a work of art 
and draw new understanding and inspiration from it. And this is exactly what Unmuzzled Music and Don Stewart have done here with these reimaginings of Lawson's poetry, which can still speak powerfully to us today in the 21st century. In Australia today, or anywhere in the world for that matter, the issue of poverty, the abuse of power, the unequal distribution of wealth, and the lack of care for asylum seekers has never been more pressing. Our Australian government's scandalous treatment of the poor in our midst is there for all to see. For example, the Australian government has continued to circumvent their responsibilities as a member of the United Nations to protect people arriving on our shores having fled persecution in other lands. This has been particularly achieved by the Australian government's highly dubious strategy of detaining asylum seekers in offshore processing facilities, which one could argue are institutions that could easily be reclassified as modern concentration camps. And do I even need to mention the homelessness crisis that currently exists on our streets, while so many of our fellow citizens enjoy such high standards of living? The poems A Cry of the Sydney Poor and Freedom on the Wallaby speak into our current situation. Both poems call us into solidarity with people who are in crisis, people who exist on the margins. These poems ask us to stand with the dispossessed, the oppressed, and the abused living amongst us. I would like to really recommend that you pick up a copy of Don Stewart's new album when it gets released next year. To order, just follow the links in the descriptions of this podcast below. And with that said, it's time to say goodbye. Next week is the final episode for Season 2. I hope to see you then. See ya. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast, presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.